learn to fail fast. And if you fall, dust off, get up again, get up again. I mean, now the business has been open for 10 years and only the last two years, the business has been thriving. Don't take no for an answer. Say yes to every opportunity or every door that opens, open, knock on it, knock on every single door for sure. Hello and welcome back to the E-Tribe podcast. This is Isar Metis, your host. Today I'm hosting Melina Turico, who is an incredible, exciting, and fun entrepreneur. Like many other entrepreneurs, she had to jump through so many hoops and take so many twists and turns on her way to success. If I had to describe how she made it work and how she now has the third largest company in the nation in her field, I would use two words, passion and perseverance. In this candid and open interview, she shares a lot of the pains and hurdles of her journey, but she also shares practical tips on how to overcome the problems that she was facing that can help any entrepreneur or inspiring entrepreneur out there. Towards the end of the interview, Melina shares her superpower of networking and how she uses her failures and vulnerabilities to her benefit. So whether you're looking for practical tips on how to be more successful with your business, or if you just love a great entrepreneurial success story with lots of twists and turns, you will get a lot of value out of this interview. So let's get started. You're listening to the E-Tribe podcast series, a podcast that inspires people to pursue their passions and become better at what they do. I'm Isar Matis, a serial entrepreneur myself, and I'm sitting down with other members of the E-Tribe, entrepreneurs, e-commerce experts, e-marketers, and other e-people. We come from different industries and different places around the world. Together, we discuss challenges, solutions, lessons learned, and tools which help us be more effective and make an impact in our world. Hello and welcome back to the E-Tribe podcast series. This is Isari, your host. Today I have a very special guest for you. Her name is Melina Torico, and she's the CEO and the founder of The Global Voice. Like many other entrepreneurs, Melina has a fascinating story that is very far from straightforward. She had to jump through a lot of hoops and take a lot of turns in her entrepreneurship journey before she was able to develop her company to the level of success that she's seeing today. I find her story inspiring, exciting, and also very, very interesting, and hence why she's here with us tonight. So, Melina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I want to start with learning a little bit about high level, how did you get to what you're doing today? What did you do in your professional life before you founded your company? Well, I was always into customer service. I always wanted to do, um, you know, work with customer service, work with people. I'm a people person. So as soon as I got out of high school, I got my job. I used to work at Universal Studios. I worked at clothing stores at the mall. I did telemarketing. I did customer service over the phone, kind of like customer service, Q&A, what they, you know, quality assurance and things like that. Yeah. So yes, that's my background, mainly customer service. 
And so in what kind of companies? You said uh, the mall, but when you did customer service, you also worked, you said, uh, when we talked before, in like a call center. Yes. So I worked at a big call center and uh, I started as a just a regular rep answering calls, helping people. I even worked at a, a vacation, like a timeshare place that I used to upgrade people. And, and I always was on the phone. I love talking to people. But this big company that I was in, then I moved up to being a team leader. And um, yes, it was it, that's the one that kind of like introduced me to this whole let's say, translation side. Okay, and what happened then? So what, if, if it was that good, what made you leave? I had a daughter. I got pregnant and she was born and I enjoyed every minute with her. And I knew when she was born that I did not want to put her in daycare. I knew that I had to come up with something. I even thought about, let me do some blogging. Let me try and see what's blogging about. I even said, okay, let me try and do some sell some bows or something. But once I had her, I went back to part-time. Don't get me wrong. I love the job. I love the people that I work with. Um, you know, I was promoted to like a team leader, almost like a supervisor. And it was yep. fun, but I just wanted to be at home, be able to be with her. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how my journey started. And um, at that job, because I really wasn't focusing, I was being there late, taking longer breaks because you know, she would come to to work and I would nurse her there on my breaks. And it was just a lot going on. So I lost my job. So that's the push that got me going to get out of there and start my own company. Brilliant. So how did the company start? Like what what happened then? At this huge company that I was working, I was in charge of hiring and doing process of paperwork of drivers. So this company handled transportation and translation for workman's compensation patients, but not only for workman's comp, they will schedule, it wasn't like a travel agency, but they will schedule some trips for people that had to fly for surgeries to other states. Okay. You know, they will handle handicap driving to nursing homes and things like that. And I noticed that there was a huge need for translators all over the world. They always had a hard time finding interpreters. Now, my side of the business with this was not really into the translating. I was mainly getting the paperwork and information for drivers. But I saw a huge need. And when I lost my job, I said, okay, I know that this company was having a hard time finding interpreters. Why don't I start doing this? And I start doing the translation myself. I'm bilingual. I'm from South America and I'm fluent in Spanish and English. So once I lost my job, I had the baby, but I called this company and they're actually one of my first clients. And I said, Hey, why don't I start providing translation for you guys? We start providing transportation and we could be one of your vendors. And the human resources lady, she was really nice with me. She accepted. So then from there, I started remembering what insurance companies they were working with. And then I called them and I said, listen, uh, you know, I opened my own company. I am a small company, but I can cover assignments here in Orlando, and we provide in-person translation. So we started small in Orlando, then we started expanding North Carolina, New York, then Texas, California, and little by little started expanding. We started hiring interpreters nationwide. Brilliant. Your story is so amazing. And I'll say, I'll say two things why I think it's so amazing. First of all, because you kind of stumbled into it, but then you immediately took control and started acting and doing things in order to make it work. 
But the other thing is the two biggest recommendations that the gurus of starting your own work say is find gaps in your current industry that are not well covered in order to do something new that you can grow. And the second is have your previous employer as your first customer. And you did both of those things without, without even reading any, uh, any guidance books or anything. It's crazy because later later in the years, when we went to a big workman's compensation event, and I was there representing my company as an owner, and I saw the owner of that company where I got fired, and he hugged me. He said, I hear you're doing so amazing. And it was so nice to see him. And he saw me coming in with my own business card. I gave him my card, and I said, call me if you need me. <laughs> but now I was on the other side. Yes, it was yes. really good. So. Tell me a little bit about the Global Voice. How does it work? What's the setup? How many employees? Who are your clients, your partners, and so on? So the Global Voice, we are a translation and interpretation company. Translation, we say, because we provide document translations, and we do interpreting, meaning in-person interpretation. Okay. We work with many insurance companies, third-party agencies, medical facilities, adjusters, case managers, and we handle... 99.9% of a workman's comp. Once in a while, we get depositions or immigration translations that they request, but 99.9% of the assignments that we have are workman's compensation cases. Why do we take that? Because when a patient gets injured at work, they need therapy. So not only do we cover a one-time appointment at deposition or a one-time immigration appointment, we do workman's comp because they give us 10 to 14 weeks of follow-up appointments. Fantastic. So when we hire someone, we send them to the location. So it could be, you know, um, here in Florida, or it can be in California. They say, hey, Melina, we need a Korean interpreter this date, this time. And we have a network of over 400 interpreters in our database. You can think of any language, any dialect, we have them. And if we don't have it in our network, trust me, we'll find them. <laughs> so <laughs> we're four of us in the company, employees, we have confirmation department, we have same day calls, we have my uh, director of operations, she's amazing, she keeps me super organized, because I'm more of a phone person, me, I talk to people, and she's the one with the agenda, this is what you have going on today, this is who you have to call, this is, so she keeps me on check with that, which I love, and we also have a call center in South America, that call center is the one that helps us grow finding interpreters, meaning that if an insurance company says, hey, Melina, we need a Gujarati interpreter in Dallas, Texas, then we send it to the recruiters and they're the ones, um, they're trained and finding interpreters in that area. Phenomenal. So let's take it back a few steps and talk really about your entrepreneurship journey, because now you're talking as a CEO and an owner and you go to these trade shows and you have business cards. How did you start? Like, what was the first thing you left the company? Like, how do you start a business? What was the first thing you did? So one of the things, the first thing I did is I Googled how, what to do in a business, meaning like, do I have to have a business license? And one of the things I saw is you have to have savings. I'm like, I have no savings. I had no savings at all. Yeah. So I just jumped. The thing is that I loved is that I knew what I wanted to do. I knew the clients. I knew that I, I myself spoke Spanish and English. I knew that I could find people that are wanting, that are willing to help because not only are you paying, um, you know, people to do interpretation, but they're really helping someone that doesn't speak English and that needs help, you know, with medication or things like that. But um, 
when I started, I started Googling, what do I need to do? And then I started making a list of the different things I needed, opening, you know, a business license, a EIA, um, you know, tax ID, um, yeah. a little bit of savings and, and, you know, also knowing the clients that I'm working with, how soon do they pay? How soon am I going to break even? I really thought that a couple of months into the business that I'll be making bank, how we say, that I'll be so, <laughs> I was so far off. Many mistakes. I made many mistakes with, um, you know, with applying for a business license. I didn't know where to go instead of um, LLC. I did partnership when I was by myself. I mean, yep. things like small things that you really have to Google. Then I started little by little. And I, I think what helped me a lot was asking around, asking some casement, asking, you know, the way that they pay and kind of budgeting and kind of make for me making a list budgeting and trying to look ahead and what was going to happen that helped me a lot but yes I was terrified at first but I knew where I was going I just didn't know how I was going to get there I felt that I was like a you know those people that just hitchhike yes. and then grab a backpack yeah like I knew my destination I knew exactly where I was going I just didn't know how I was going to get there but I knew I was going to get there brilliant <laughs> I want to take you to the next step. You mentioned you had no savings. So how, and, and also you said not everybody pays the same. So take me through the cash flow of the beginning of this. How did you make it work? So at the beginning, I had to do a lot of the translation assignments. And then my husband at that time, he was doing a lot of the driving. Okay. So we knew that a lot of the patients needed driving and a lot of the patients needed interpretation. So we did it out of pocket at first. Okay. Once we started getting some flow in the money, and even at that time, he was working extra, so that way we could pay with whatever overtime he was doing to the interpreters. Because with Wharfman's Com, sometimes they pay us when the case is over, that these are the insurance companies or the adjusters. So it could take sure. about 16 weeks for us to receive a first paycheck. And of course, we can't have the interpreter wait that long for a paycheck. Sure. Nobody's going to cover an assignment in California that, oh yeah, we'll pay you in 16 weeks. They'll be like, no thanks. <laughs> so we had to pay an interpreter. Now we started with that and going out of pocket for a little bit at first, it was a killer, let's say, but we made it work. And then we started going with third-party agencies, not insurance company directly, which insurance companies pay a lot, but the third-party agencies were paying in 30 days okay. or 60 days. Okay. So it wasn't that we were making millions at the beginning. We were breaking even. So when we would get a check, we will start you know, paying. Then we got a little loan from a family member, a small loan. I mean, it was like $500 here, $1,000 here. And we would sure. pay them back once we got a check. And But we broke even, like even, even for about the first 18 months of the company. I almost gave up a couple of times. And my mom was my biggest cheerleader. She's like, nope, you keep going. You have this vision and it's going to come. It's going to come through. <laughs> I love what you're saying, and I think it's amazing. And I want to touch on two points that, again, so many entrepreneurs must know and must have. One is the passion, right? You you made this work because you were so passionate about it, and you had a goal. And your goal was, I want to spend time with my daughter, and I want to make a better life for us, and, and I'm going to make it happen because that's it. Like, there's no other option. But the other thing that is so critical, and you're not calling it by name, but it is what it is, you were able to create your support team. Entrepreneurship is so hard. Nobody starts and it's an easy ride. Nobody. It's always tough. 
And like you're saying, in the beginning, there's always cash flow issues, always, because you, you, you never get paid on time. And there's always these expenses you never planned for, even if you did do a budget properly. And I think the fact that you had a supportive husband that was willing to support both on the, as you said, the operation of the company, he was driving some of the clients, as well as working extra hours so you can do this. And then a family member was willing to give in money. And then your mom was pushing you on the more on the spiritual side. And it's so important because it's it's so hard to do this. And I think without the support team, and correct me if I'm wrong, you wouldn't have made it through. I agree, 100%. There were so many times that I was like, okay, when is the money going to come in? I mean, I'm working. I felt that I was in a hamster wheel. Yes. That I was working and the money was coming out. Working, getting a finally getting a big paycheck, but I was paying all the interpreters, the debt. And not only that, we have to get computers. We hired people. And I mean, throughout this journey, I had people that I had a nice computer, a Mac, gave it to someone, ran off. They were my friends for, you know, <laughs> eight, nine years. Took off with a Mac, never heard of them again. And I'm like, so we've learned so much through, and I say we, meaning my family, even my children, you know, just they're all part of it. My even my kids. My daughter is now eleven. Yes. And I tell her, "You were the reason why I opened my company. You yeah. were the reason." So she's like, "Mom, when I'm older, I want to take over the company." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes." That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. What happened then? So eighteen months, you were breaking even. What was the next thing that happened? It was just such a crazy moment that um, you know, just I was putting my tears, sweat, and blood into the company. I felt that I was so much. Then I got pregnant with the baby. Um, then I, my son, um, I remember I was nursing with my belly at night. My mom has pictures of me and, um, you know, she will come over and help me and I'm invoicing. And I mean, I have my daughter nursing and I'm invoicing at nine to 11 o'clock. Then I will put her to sleep. Then in the morning I will wake up. I didn't have time to hang out. I lost friends, I think, because I didn't have time to hang out. I was with the babies. Then I had the baby. And then I was pouring myself into the business. And that took a toll on me physically, I think, um, just so much. So one of my girlfriends, I started going to the gym because I wanted to lose the baby weight for the second baby. And yes. one of my girlfriends introduced me to network marketing. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm kind of more of a shy. I kind of like like to be on the phone behind the scenes customer service. I wasn't like a social media person. Believe it or not, I'm a people person, but I was always wanted to be on the phone instead of seeing my face. Yes. You know, and then when I would work even in customer service um at the mall, I always want to be in the dressing room, not in the front. Yes. And the manager would be like, you go in the front, you have a smile, you go in the front. <laughs> I was like, no. I got introduced to network marketing. She's like, come to one of our parties. No, no. Okay. So I went once just to get out of the house with all moms. I remember I was with my baby and my daughter and there was yeah. all these moms. It was like a Tupperware party, yes. but it was a product. It was a healthy product to lose weight. I tried it on and I saw the, this, like not a sorority, but I saw this group of women, all of them. So like with full of energy, you know, a different world. I fell in love with it. I'm like, okay, that night I signed up to be, <laughs> And my husband, I got home. I told you not to sign up. And I'm like, I, he's like, you have so much going on. You don't even have time for yourself. And you're getting into this. And I'm like, this can make us rich. He's like, no way. Uh. It did. I mean, I started 
learning. And one of the things that network marketing taught me was self-development. I remember I joined a group and everybody was reading a book. Everybody started listening to video self-development. We were all working out together. And I mean, it was such a good group of women that they were bettering themselves. It was about the product because it was good, but it wasn't really about the product. It was about the the group of women and this next level that took me. Then I started networking. I started posting on social media. I ranked up so fast that I said, I'm going to put my business on pause because this is making me three, four times more than what I was making at the business working from seven to 11 o'clock at night. Yes. And with this, I was posting hanging out, spending more time with the kids, going to parties. I mean, you know, like uh, rap parties or, or like these type of parties with um, network marketing, marketing women. And I was having a great time. Everybody had their kids. We all knew each other. And I just put a stop. I didn't quit the business, but I really stopped. I told a lot of my clients, I'm like, listen, I got, I remember getting a $20,000 bonus. I'm like, this is it. I found my niche. I'm like, I <laughs> should be doing this. But, um, then that was taking me out so much out of my family. So I went through a really rough patch. We went through a separation and I, not, I'm not blaming network marketing, you know, but now we get along really great. We're great friends. But that time it just took a toll. So I stopped network marketing. I really w- didn't want to post about me so much. And I just went back. I'm like, let me just continue back with business. And that's when I restarted the business again. So how long was the business not running? For about two years. Wow. Okay. Yes. So, so how do you restart? Now there's no clients, there's no suppliers, there's no partners, there's no employees, there's no nothing. There's no partner. I was, I didn't even have him to help me. And I had two kids. Now I was a single mom with two babies. Wow. And I mean, I, so I went into my folders and I still have that folder. If I could show you, I have a folder with these old cards, a photocopy. <laughs> I started calling my clients again. Hi, so-and-so it's Melina. Oh my gosh. How are you? Hi, I'm back. If you need any, so at that at that time, I would take anything that they throw my way. Hey, we need a sign language and whatever. No problem, I'll take it. And I was at late at night finding that interpreter. I would take whatever bone they will throw my way. And, yes, and I did it. And with all the network marketing, I honestly, from 200 friends, I went to almost 4,000 friends on my social media, and everybody yes. knew me as being network marketer. So now I was like, hey, I'm hiring bilinguals. If you speak another language, let me add you to our, our network. So now I had a list of people bilingual everywhere in the country. Some of them are customers. And I was giving them part-time work. And I started getting more clients, more things. I mean, there was a point when I restarted the business that I was working three jobs plus my kids. I mean, my parents were a big help. But yeah, it was a lot. But I restarted again. Incredible. Like literally, I, 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 I'm speechless with, with what you went through in order to make this work. What happened then? So how did you go? Now you're restarting. The business is happening. You take a lot of the stuff you learned from all your steps, right? Because now you have the knowledge you had from customer service. You have the knowledge you, ha- you didn't have the first time when you started the business. You have a lot more marketing knowledge and networking knowledge that you gained from the MLM, and and you still have some relationships and customers. What happened then? What what was the next step that kind of took you from there to, wow, this is really working? So then I started getting, when I started um, restarted the business, 
I wanted to get my name out there. And I wanted to do more local interpretations, like more me doing the translations and obviously still running the business. So I started going to networking events. At a networking event, I found a lady says like, here, I see you at all these networking events. I remember I was selling raffle tickets at networking events and networking. Then I started working at Senior Frogs at this place here in Orlando. And this lady that was a business owner, she said, hey, some of us are going to dinner. Why don't you come with us? And one thing I learned is they say, don't say no to an opportunity. Say yes to everything. And listen, that open doors. Sometimes I would go to events and I will put my, my, um, the products and the healthy products when I was doing network marketing and not one person signed up, but there was one person that I met that connected me to another and another and another. So sometimes I figured if I could just meet that one person. So that dinner was it. I found, and I met a president of an insurance company. I had no idea who he was. We were all some friends going out to dinner I remember I was working late. I didn't have the children that night. And I said, you know what? I'm exhausted. Let's go. And I was wearing my uniform from Senior Frogs. I was sweaty. I had a ponytail. I looked like whatever. But I went. She's like, hey, let's go. Some of us are going to dinner. It was late. It was probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I went. And next to me, this guy in a suit, what do you do? And I go, I, I sell raffle tickets at Senior Frogs. No, no, no. What do you really do? And then I started opening up about my business and he saw my passion. He said, I would love to be a partner and help you. And I said, what? And my friend's like, he is the president of an insurance company. And I said, what? And my, I had no idea who I was sitting next to. But, you know, we were just a bunch of friends. And listen, then from that, I had a business plan. I showed him what I had accomplished so far. He was impressed, said, let's do it. So he became my silent partner. He started paying for my marketing. We grew and took off from there. It was just amazing. There's so many points I want to touch on. I don't even know where to start, <laughs> but I, I'll kind of work my way through the thoughts I have in my head. First of all, it's overcoming fears. And you talked about this so many times again and again and again of going beyond your comfort zone and doing things that may not be the core you in order to make the next step. And there's always the next fear. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, I actually had a very interesting uh, podcast interview with a guy called Isaac Lidsky. And he lost his vision at the age of, between the age of 13 to like 22, slowly lost his sight. And he became an extremely successful person after that. But he wrote a very interesting book that's called Eyes Wide Open. I highly recommend the book and I highly recommend listening to that specific episode as well because he's brilliant and inspiring. But a lot of the things you're saying, he was able to put into words and a process. That's like amazing. how do you overcome fear to achieve things? And really what you did is a lot of things he talks about. He's saying how do I take this big, scary monster of like, okay, how do I start my business? Or I'm doomed because I lost my job or whatever the monster is and break it down into actual problems. And how do I solve each discrete particular problem right now? And you did this again and again and again in your journey, which is incredible to me. Again, the, the perseverance, the passion to go and keep on chasing this thing. 
The other thing that, that we mentioned already, that is just finding the support team and finding the people. Uh, you know, it was, you lost your partner in life, but you found a partner in business that could give you that, that extra edge and that next step. Another thing that I wanted to touch upon, again, that's from another interview that I did a long time ago with a guy who is a CEO of a company and a co-founder of like two or three startups already. And he said, when you're looking for a partner for your business, find somebody who compliments you, that brings to the table the things you don't have. And again, you, it happened, people say luck, but there's, there's no such thing in luck. I mean, there is, there's, there's a big thing in luck, but luck happens once every 20 times. So if you give it 20 opportunities, like you said, if you say yes to opportunities 20 times, then luck will happen in one of them. Exactly. If you gave luck one opportunity, well, you have one in a 20 chance that something positive will come out of it. So again, the fact that you were chasing things and like you said, working three jobs and running around and still saying yes to a late dinner with people you didn't know is incredible to me. And again, your story is just amazing. I want to take it back to the business lessons learned, not the one I'm taking, but yours. What were your biggest lessons from this journey? Like if you had to recommend for somebody who's starting or who is in the struggling phase, what are the things that helped you be more successful? Well, one of the things for me, so ever since I started network marketing, I started self-developing. Every single time I listen to something, it says, learn to fail and fail fast because I know a lot of people, oh, I can't do it. Oh, or they, even when they start a network marketing company, oh, no, I'm not a millionaire over a week, in a week. No, it takes work and work saying yes. I definitely learn a lot of things by losing money, losing friends, you know, maybe the people that really were not meant to be in my life, but saying yes to a lot of the opportunities, not taking no for an answer. I remember a lot of the clients, no, no. And then I remember one adjuster said, okay, I'm going to give you a chance because you keep calling me. I want you to stop calling me. And I'm like, I'm going to call you until you say yes. I want you to give us the opportunity to serve you and to prove to you because, you know, a lot of these big companies, they already have contracts with bigger companies than me, people that have a hundred employees. And I say, give me a chance. Let me give you a better rate. And I just kept calling and calling. And I have my list of cards from the beginning, from the same people that, Hey, Melina, it's you again. And I will call email. Hey, how are you? Just checking in. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Thanksgiving. You know, things like that. So learn to fail. Definitely learn to fail fast. And if you fall, dust off, get up again, get up again. I mean, now the business has been open for 10 years and only the last two years, the business has been thriving. So for eight years, we were okay. I mean, we were making okay money, but the last two years, so that means eight years we went with like, okay. So um, definitely take, don't take no for an answer. Say yes to every opportunity or every door that opens, open, knock on it, knock on every single door for sure. Incredible. Can you recommend, so you said self-development, can you recommend specific ones that really made an impact on you, either books or people or lectures or TED Talks or whatever it is that you used? So after, uh, when I was like almost at the end of my network marketing, I, I met someone special, you know, now we have a baby together. He recommended me this book called The One Thing. I'm almost done with it. It took me a long time. I do more audiobooks than that. The one thing is really good. So if anybody, I'm going to listen to it again. I listen to a lot of 
Rachel Hollis. It's a girl okay. that's a, um, I just finished her book recently and I'm going to her Rice event at the end of this year. I used to listen to Tony Robbins here and there, Think and Grow Rich, as well as another great book. Sure. They give you lots of examples of many different people that have done it. And, you know, if, even if you're not good at something, hire someone else that they're good at that. So that way, I think a lot of people, when they start a business, they think that they have to be good at everything. I'm not computer savvy, but I'm a business owner. But I hired someone that could do my business, my computer stuff for me. So things like that, you know, self-development. Then I listen to a lot of different pastors and things like that. But um, yeah, and for books, for me, I'm not the type of person that will sit down and read, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Sure. I totally get it. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about the immediate future. W what are you focusing right now as far as growing the business? What are your immediate challenges that you're trying to overcome? Mostly, if there's people out there listening and they have ideas, then they can get back to you. Definitely. I am looking for a system, systems and models. I know exactly what we're doing in the business. We're very mom and pops. And when I say that is we're still working on with spreadsheets, things like that. And I know, yes. but that's the way we, and that's the way it's comfortable for us. But we are growing and we're growing so fast. I feel that we're having growing pains. So I want to have a system to organize all the work that we have, to organize all the invoicing, you know, and as, as much as we're growing, I definitely need to up the personnel. We need to hire people. I did some training videos. So I feel that every time I accomplish or I feel comfortable with something in my business that I was having a challenge with, then the next thing comes in. I'm like, oh my God, now I have to figure this out and then this yes. out and this out. So right now I definitely want to figure a like a system. Sure. My goal is to open a call center here in Orlando, here by my house. You know, I will still love to work from home to so take care of my kids, but they're all going to be starting, you know, school again, hopefully. Um, and, and <laughs> I know I've been homeschooling yes. three kids Yeah, me too. <laughs> with the business and everything. So, um, but I definitely want to have a call center. I want to be able to walk into my office and have a lot of people working on the business and I would love to have moms working there with me, moms that have kids and that want to work part-time and then have that drive to find interpreters to better themselves, you know, to be able to work part-time, let's say. But I, I do want to have um, an office here in Orlando, a big office, a big call center. Again, I love, I love the way you think because it's always every question that I ask you, half of the answer is really solid business thinking. And the other half is, I want to help other moms and I want to be with kids and I want to do. So it's always these two parts that somehow you make them work amazingly together and push you to the next level. So three best resources that you're using on the day-to-day -day that if I take them away from you will make it a lot harder to achieve what you're achieving. Like stuff that you're using all the time that other people can benefit from. Social media. Social media. I have a lot of people like, oh, I want to open my business, but I want to, I don't want to put myself out there on social media. You have to. Now with everything modern, everything's on the internet. I use social media, Facebook to connect. Even if I'm not hiring that particular interpreter, they may know someone that, hey, I know this girl and she owns a translation business. That's how I get a lot of my contacts because I put a lot of content on my social media content. Hey, I'm a business owner or I'm here having my lunch or my, my coworkers or this called the global voice or something like that. And I, Facebook for me is amazing. I've learned the different techniques, the different algorithms. And I learned that through network marketing too, how to find people. 
I can find you a translator, someone bilingual with the rarest dialects from under a rock because of Facebook. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Google, of course. I guess um, I could say LinkedIn as well. Those three. I want to say something that is critical and it's the silver lining in so many things in your story. We already talked a little bit about overcoming fears, but the other half, which again, I hear from so many entrepreneurs, almost any interview listened to on the E-Tribe, you will hear that. In today's era, maybe the most important thing in being successful in business is being able to network, learning how to network, figuring out the processes that work for you, that work for you as a personality, that works for you for the kind of business that you're trying to do. Uh, it could be face-to-face. -face, it could be events. It could be social media. It could be, uh, in your case, Melina, all of the above. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but you have to be able to know how to network because the ability today to get to people that can improve what you're doing, help you out, connect you with the right people is incredible. And if you don't do it, you will never find them and they will never find you. And again, in your story, there's so many steps that are that just wouldn't have happened unless you were out there networking across different platforms, different channels, in person, on social media, and so on. And you literally, I don't think you would have had a business if you did not grow your personal abilities to network. Definitely. I agree 100%. And I think that what I do a lot in my social media is I don't put, oh, I got a new bonus or I got a new client. I sometimes put struggles and I don't mean dirty laundry. Oh, I had a bad day. Oh, no. I put, you know, um, sometimes, hey, friends, I'm looking for a Korean. I'm not, I'm having a hard time. Hey, anybody knows someone that speaks Korean and English? And so many people, hey, I know my cousin. Oh, I know someone that's, a, you know, they're going to school for medical things and they help you. You put out their things positive thing, encouraging things, because not only me, I'm sure there's other entrepreneurs going through, especially this time right now with, with everything going on, they're going through a tough time, their business. And if you don't show your struggles too, because sometimes I feel that, oh, everything is rainbow and butterflies. No, not really. But if you show your struggles, I feel that you can inspire or you help others. And I just feel that that I, people see the authentic Melina. Then I say, oh, wow, everything is so perfect. No, oh my God. You know, things I put my daily life, my daily struggles, quotes that are, oh, some days are not going to be the best, but you got to keep going. Things like that, I feel. Amazing. Again, I, I find you so inspiring. And so, like you said, authentic. You're so real. And I'm sure it's the same way you come across in everything that you do. You. And it creates this great atmosphere of people who just want to help. And in general, I can say this from what I'm doing as, you know, with the E-Tribe, both blogging and interviewing people and, and networking around business, people want to help. If you overcome the fear and you put yourself out there and you're saying, I need help in one, two, and three, 20 people are going to jump and say, yeah, I would love to help you. Or like you said, I can't help you, but I know so-and-so, and he's exactly the perfect guy to do this. And it's on any topic you can imagine it will happen. So again, thank you very much for, for doing this and sharing this, because I think it's important for people to understand. Don't hide your vulnerabilities. Talk about them. Put them out yeah. there. Somebody will come and help you out. Totally. Oh, totally. I agree with you 100%. That's, that's works for me. And it's authentic. Like you said, it's, it's the truth. Not everybody, 
Not every business is rainbows and butterflies every day. That's not true. <laughs> I don't think any business has been <laughs> is rainbows and Never butterflies. Never yet. <laughs> How do people find you? If people want to find you, talk to you, like on social media or email or whatever ways you want people to approach you. Yes. So I have Facebook, which is my name, Melina Torico. You could find me on Facebook. When I friend you, I always send you a little suggestion to like my page, my global voice page. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I kind of use my Instagram for um, personal, but I don't, you know, I don't mind. I love connecting. I love helping others and networking with many people. So my Instagram is fitmelina. So it's F-I-T Melina. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Melina Torico. And they could also go to my website if they want to, if anybody out there is hearing this podcast and they're looking for a part-time job or always hiring, they can apply at our website. It's uh, www.globalvoicetranslations with an S at the end.com. Melina, this is fantastic. I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, those of you don't know because you're listening it to wherever in the world and whatever time, but it's late in the evening because both of us had three kids that are homeschooling and we had to put them to bed first so we can have a quiet house and actually have a conversation without any yelling or toys flying or hair being pulled or whatever the case. So I really, really appreciate taking the time out of your late evening and out of your busy schedule to share with us. It was fascinating and inspiring at the same time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor that you reached out and you asked me to be in your podcast. I'm so happy, excited. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Was Melina great or what? Her story is so inspirational and she's so pumped with passion on what she's doing that it's just so fun to watch and it has a happy ending, so it's even better. If you enjoyed this interview, there are two others I would like to recommend to you that has the same vibe and if you enjoyed this one, you would enjoy the other two as well. One was mentioned during the episode. It's the interview with Isaac Litsky, and it's called Change Your Mindset, Seven Life-Changing Tips from a Successful Blind Entrepreneur. You will hear very few inspiring entrepreneurship success story like this one. The other one is called How to Start a Business, 10 Practical Tips from a Successful Business Owner. It is an interview with Osh Malayam, the founder and CEO of Fit with Osh, who is another inspiring, vibrant, successful female entrepreneur. If you're enjoying our content, I would really appreciate if you pull up your phone for a second, subscribe to our podcast, and give us a nice rating on whatever platform you're using. I'm truly humbled that you're taking the time to listen to the E-Tribe podcast series and that so many of you keep coming back week after week to listen to the content that I generate. So thank you so much and have a great week. Hey, Tribers, I hope you enjoy this great interview. If you have, please share this with your friends and your colleagues. If you'd like access to similar content or you would like to get the notes and the resources mentioned in this interview, please visit us at theetribe.com where you can find other great interviews like this one, as well as many resources and tools which can help you grow or start your business. We would love it if you would join the eTribe, either as a member or as a contributor. You can do that on the website as well. I hope you would listen to us next time, and until then, have a great day.